0: world past first point guard and trailblazers reporter mike Richmond. you are listening to another episode of locked on blazers part of the locked on podcast network available wherever you get podcasts and also on youtube thanks for making the show your first listen every day free on all platforms five days a week coming at you every single weekday so make it a part of your daily routine monday through friday tell your friends to do the same as locked on blazers your team every day In today's show, we're going to talk about Damian Lillard chasing down Clyde Drexler. He needs 107 points to become the Blazers' all-time leading scorer. He is going to do that in the next week, and he is going to become number one in the record books. The Blazers' all-time leading scorer, a a meaningful um, designation. Maybe not something that indicates that uh, Damian Lillard is... the greatest blazer of all time. And I want to talk about that in the second show. Like what does greatest of all time mean? What do we look for when we're talking about the greatest blazer of all time? And, and, and what what are the what are these sort of qualifications for that but i want to talk about why it's meaningful to dame in this first segment then we will close the show the blazers are on a six game road trip on that trip dame's going to break the record we'll look ahead to that when it might happen and what the blazers face with a daunting six games in 10 days 11 if you include travel day um, a lot of basketball in a short period of time before they get back here just before christmas so let's 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 talk about dame and lord He's now 107 points shy of breaking, uh, Clyde Drexler's record. Uh, he, he, you know, he's, since he's been back, he's averaging 33 a game. And even if he averages 33 a game, he's likely to do it, uh, down the road, a couple games, you know, four or five games into this road trip, uh, four, if he averages 33 a game, I've, I've done the math. Thanks to help from a friend of mine. Who's better at spreadsheets than I am. Shout out to, uh, we'll call him Lauren's boyfriend. Thanks Lauren's boyfriend for your help. Uh, But what it means is that Dame is going to move into the record books past Clyde Drexler. He'll be at the top, and it'll begin... It's the big one that it'll begin Dame's ascension to basically passing all of the uh, records for being the most prolific Blazer ever. They're not... You know, the eras are a little bit different. There's a huge scoring boom in the last 10 years. There's even a more insane scoring boom over the last five. Like, offense is... The league is has trended towards taking more three-pointers. The league has trended towards playing a little faster after slowing down a bunch. Clyde kind of missed the truly slowest of the slow eras in the early 2000s, but, you know, getting rid of hand checks, the increase in three-pointers after 2015, um, just in general, the league has skewed offense recently. It's going. This is like comparing across eras is going to get harder just because of the boom in offense in this era. So it's not a perfect comparison. But it is meaningful in that when you get to the top of these just like uh longevity stats, right? Like not in points per game or most 30 point games or whatever it is, but like longevity stats. It means you did it for a while and you were darn good at it while you were doing it. Like you've been you've been here and you've been you've been here and you've been getting it done. And that's absolutely what Damian Lillard's done. It's going to take Dame somewhere in the range of 730 games. Right now, he's played 726 games as a member of the Portland Trailblazers, all of him during his career, through parts of 11 seasons and averaged 24.7 points per game during the 10-plus seasons. For Clyde, 867 games in a Portland Trailblazers uniform and parts of 12 seasons before he was traded uh, at the deadline in 1995. He's a career in Portland, point-per-game score, 20.8 points per game. They are relatively, they're not perfectly comparable because of just the points per game and it took Clyde a lot longer, but face of the franchise, a decade plus here, like all of those things, like these are, this is what it's going to take to get your name to the top of the record books. It might be a long time before someone comes and, and gets to where Dame is. But I think what's notable about this is not necessarily comparing Clyde and Dame, even though I will do that in this episode. And I, I, I think um, while that doesn't have a ton of value, I think there's, there's something in it in, in saying how, and how the greatest blazer of all time is measured. But I think it's meaningful for Dame and meaningful for the franchise because Dame has so openly wanted to become the greatest Blazer of all time. It has been meaningful to him in a way that it hasn't been meaningful to players in the past. Uh, Real heads will remember when LaMarcus Aldridge once told the paper of record that he wanted to be the greatest Blazer of all time and then a few years later left town. It's a little bit different when Damian Lord says it because while Dame is like corny and I'll call I'm not afraid to call him that he's a little bit corny. He's earnest in his corniness. He's earnest and honest, and he means it. When asked after the Blazers win over the Minnesota Timberwolves on Monday evening what it would mean to him to do it, he said the following. I think everybody here knows it's documented that I've always said I want to be the best. To be the guy where when they say who was the best to come through here, I want people to look and say it was Dame. It is meaningful for for." Damian Lillard to be the greatest blazer of all time. It's meaningful to him. He wants to be that guy. He wants to um he you know, I don't know if he wants a statue, but he he wants his name to be synonymous with the Portland Trailblazers. It's why he, you know, also the money but it's like it's why he has continually signed contracts to maintain here when um those outside particularly those in the national media have been obsessed with finding damon lord a spot outside of portland to uh to call his new basketball home when folks have been trying to trade dame for years dame has stayed solid and when things got really rocky dame signed a fat contract to say i'm gonna stay here till past my 35th birthday till i'm 36 37 years old for 15 seasons i want to be a part of this because being the greatest player of all time is meaningful to Dame and his quote continues. Obviously scoring isn't everything, but when you start to get up in these types of numbers, that's a major thing. And the fact that it's Clyde Drexler, anybody who knows the history of the NBA is going to respect and honor that being a part of one organization for this long and being able to sustain this level of success and to catch a record like that. It means a lot to be in that position. And once it does happen, I think it'll just be a major step in even furthering the direction of being what I want to be As far as being a trailblazer, it's a major accomplishment. Dame wants to do this because he wants to be in the record books and the tip of your tongue. When you talk trailblazers for future generations, you will mention Damian Lillard. It is meaningful to him. He's 107 points away. He's going to do it on the road. Um, It's kind of a bummer for y'all, and Dame talked about that. I'll mention that later in the show. Um, Like... Fans deserve to be in the arena for him to cheer him on. But the Blazers are going to go on a six-game road trip. And before we talk about that road trip, because the basketball is still meaningful, like we're taking this particular show to talk about milestones and all of those things. Before before we, we talk about what that six-game road trip and where Dame's going to end up as the most prolific scorer in Trailblazers history, I want to take a minute in the second segment, or several minutes is how these work, in the second segment to talk about what it means to be the greatest Blazer of all time. What are the criteria? How are we measuring this? And when it is all said and done for Dame, what is greatest look like, particularly compared to Clyde Drexler, the greatest blazer of all time, unless it's Damian Lillard. That's what we'll do in the second segment. But First, I want to tell you that this show is brought to you by Turo, the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada, and Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and you just need to get from a to to be. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits your everyday life. Plus, many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Look, um, I've used Turo one time in my life and it was incredibly convenient. There was a time a few years ago when um, these sort of large rental car companies that are not doing what Turo does had a wild surge in pricing. I went on a vacation. Myself and my wife were out in the world and we had to find an affordable way to rent a car and Turo was not only cheaper by several hundred dollars. It's also more convenient. The, the car was literally waiting for us at the airport, just like um, any other company that you would be uh, would be considering when you're trying to find yourself a car, when you're away from the car you maybe have at your own home. Super convenient, super easy, and cheaper. Save some money. So check out Turo. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms and conditions and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars. Find your drive at Turo.com all right let's talk damian lillard let's talk damian lillard and what it means to be the greatest player of all time it dame is going to do this right like it's we, it, at some in the past i think it was like we, you looked into the future and he said oh well if and when he does this well it'll be, you know, when Dame's the 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 franchise's all-time leading scorer, then we'll talk about what it looks like, and when he's the all-time leader in assists, then we'll talk about what it looks like, and minutes played and games played and all of like all of the sort of stats of just like prolific longevity, right? Um, which Dame is going to hold? They seem to further off in the distance. This is gonna happen next week. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen a little just like soon. It's gonna happen. So I think it's worth revisiting something that I have discussed before on the show. But um, to, for my new listeners or people who are just like also kind of trying to square this away in their own minds and considering what it means to be the best, what does best mean in terms of uh, a franchise's best player? Does it mean individual statistical accomplishments? Is that what best looks like? Does it mean team success? The the best player that got the team the furthest, or does it mean like the individual accolades, not just the statistics, but the MVPs and the, and the all-stars and the all MBAs and those, you know, defensive player of the year and those types of things, rookie of the year and those types of things, or is it longevity for my money? Is all of those things wrapped into one and best is incredibly subjective, incredibly subjective. There are three players that that belong on the greatest Blazer of all time conversation. The first one is Bill Walton, whose career burned brightest and shortest. No player who has ever worn a Portland Trail Blazers jersey has reached the peak of their powers the way that Walton did. For one year and then the 60 games after that year, Bill Walton was the best basketball player in the NBA. No Blazer has ever had that claim. Bill Walton from the 77 76 77 season when the Blazers won the championship and um they beat freaking Kareem in the playoffs like uh Bill Walton was the best player in the league best player in best player in the NBA. The following season the Blazers started 50 and 10. Bill Walton won MVP. The best player in the league. He got hurt Blah 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 blah. You can see that if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that photo behind me of him smelling the roses and crying. It went bad from there. No Trailblazers had that peak, but it's too short. It's 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 just the the longevity is missing. You can make the argument that no no Blazer has been better than Walton, but best Blazer, I do not think he can. You can you can call it that. So is it team accomplishments, right? Walton, of course, won the title, right? Like he's got the claim to that. But but Clyde's teams went to finals two out of three seasons in that middle year where they missed the finals that was probably the best maybe the best Blazer team ever to not win a championship certainly best Blazer teams not appear in a championship I think that was the best uh, just statistically speaking of the Clyde era that that team that didn't actually make the finals was f- great <laughs> fantastic right really 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 good I'll say it again really 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 good Dame's never played in NBA Finals. Dame's never won a game in the Conference Finals. If you are talking about team accomplishments, Walton and and Clyde clear him, and Clyde clears Dame pretty easily. But the statistics, the longevity, and the individual accolades are starting to get a little bit narrower. To be clear, Walton has an MVP, Clyde Drexler finished second in the MVP voting, and Dame has never climbed that high. Uh, Drexler was probably considered the second best player in the NBA in an era when Michael Jeffrey Jordan was a a cut above um, that early 90s era when it was just like Jordan and everybody else. The everybody else list started with Drexler. Uh, Dame hasn't been that. He certainly like has a very clear claim to the second best point guard of his era in a time when the best point guard of his era is one of the 10 best players probably to ever play the sport, a generational talent in Steph Curry. Dame has been the second best point guard in the league for a, a whole long stretch and being second best to one of the greatest players of all time. You know what it nets you? Where Dame has been. Top 75 ever. But the individual accolades are narrowing. Damon Lords made six All-Star teams and six All NBA teams. Clyde Drexler made eight All-Star teams as a member of the Trailblazers and five all five All-Star Let me try that again with Drexler. Clyde Drexler made eight All-Star teams with as a member of the Portland Trailblazers and just five All-NBA teams. Dame's already cleared them in all NBA. It's a little bit, you know, a little bit a little bit different, um, the, the way the voting works now, et cetera, et cetera. But like Dame's already there. Dame's gonna make the All Star team again this year. I did maybe a couple weeks ago before Dame got back and got healthy and got rolling. I was like, you know, he might not play enough games. I've seen enough of Damian Lillard over the last week just go nuts on teams. If he's not on the All Star team, something weird happened. Something truly strange happened because he is—he's there. He's—he—he's he, he's in the fraternity and he belongs there. It won't be a question. He will make his seventh All Star team as a member of the Portland Trail Blazers in February when it happens go go ahead and lock that one in it's 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 going there so you're talking probably the same number of all-star teams if not more in a Portland Trailblazers uniform more all NBA teams and then at the top of the record books it's gonna be the all-time franchise all-time leader in points next week it's gonna be eventually the franchise all-time leader in assists it's gonna have the games played longevity numbers you're gonna have the minutes longevity numbers obviously three pointers and all that is like a different measure for for Dame against it but like At the sort of the biggest, like prolific, who's the who's the blazer that did it the most for the longest? Dame's going to be at the top of that list. So here's how I feel. Right now, today, Clyde Drexler is probably the greatest blazer ever. Uh, I think you could make a compelling case for Damian Lillard. And certainly people who are around my age have made that compelling case. Um, Those of us in our middle and late thirties, it's like, this is the dude I remember a little better because I was a kid during the Clyde era. And Dame has been so special and the way Clyde left the team and like, just like totally ignores the Blazers altogether. Now Um, it's, it's, it changes the way the calculation works. But for, for me, the way I would judge best Blazer ever is today in December of 2022, Clyde Drexler is the greatest Blazer of all time. However, I do not think there's any way when Damian Lord hangs it up, you'll be able to convince me that he isn't the best Blazer of all time. It's only a matter of time because the longevity is going to win out. He's going to continue to ball and get individual accolades like All-NBA and All-Star, um, and All-Star nods. He's going to be at the top of all the record books, and he's going to have 15 seasons if he plays out this contract plus whatever. Um, like, in a Blazers uniform, as a dude who started from day one, was a Rookie of the Year and moved on from there, like good immediately, right? Like had a double double in his debut, good immediately and good forever. Like there are, um, when I was preparing for this, I thought about other players who sort of fit the Damian Lillard mold. You could say Karl Malone, uh, the the best player on his on in Utah Jazz franchise history who didn't win a championship. Karl Malone was there for the Golden Era though. Reggie Miller. Best player in the, in a in a Pacers history who didn't win also didn't win a championship. Golden era though. like those players are probably in a way more comparable to Drexler than they are to Dame because Dame hasn't been to the promised land. If Dame gets there, gets there. Two one finals is over. <laughs> it's over. If they win, obviously, whatever. like throw it out. we won't have this debate. We'll just call him the goat. It'll be simple. But for me, if Dame doesn't get even back to the Western Conference Finals, if he just maintains what he's been, a guy who gets the Blazers to the playoffs every year, every other year they win a playoff series, they're relatively competitive as one of the, you know, handful of best team, you know, one of the eight best teams in the league, nine best teams in the league, every so often they're one of the six best teams in the league, you know, if they make the Western Conference Finals again, icing on the cake, and some of that will depend on Dame's co-workers and what they're and how the willingness of ownership to spend money late into his career. Cause I've already promised to give him 60 million bucks. And when he's 36 years old, like it's some of that stuff's out of Dame's control, but I think today it's Clyde, but there is no way there is no way that Dame, when Dame hangs it up, that he won't be the greatest blazer ever because of the longevity, because of the individual accolades, because of the statistical accomplishments, accomplishments. It's, It's going to be Dame. He's going to be the greatest blazer of all time. It's just a matter of when. We're no longer talking if, we are talking when. And and to me, when is just, when it's done, he'll be there. That's what it means to be the greatest blazer of all time. One of the things that makes Dame special is that he understands the soft stuff. Clyde Drexler left. He left and never came back. The Blazers have, and I just know this from being around the team, tried and tried and tried and tried and tried to welcome Clyde back and have him come to center court, wave to the crowd and say, thanks. Not even every year, once a decade, right dog? Like it's been <laughs> closing in on 30 years just to come back every five, six seasons say, Hey, rip city. I'm, it's Clyde. What's, what's popping. That's my Clyde impression. Was that inappropriate? Maybe it was, um, Like, he just doesn't align himself with the franchise, and he he quite frankly avoids it. Dame leans into it. In fact, when Jason Quick of The Athletic asked Dame in the uh, post-game interview if he'd rather do it at home, rather break this record at home, Dame said, I really wish it was at home. It's something our fans deserve to be a part of because they've seen it happen every step of the way from my first game up until that moment. Dame knows that you deserve it. He knows you're rooting for it. He knows this is meaningful to you, and he wants you to share in it. What makes Dame special is that he gets it. And getting it is part of being the greatest blazer of all time. There's a reason that Nate McMillan is Mr. Sonic. It's not because he was better than Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. He was loyal to the soil and stayed around and got what it meant to be loyal. Dame gets it. It's like, I mean, it's like deeply part of his brand, but it's also part of him as a person. Like I said, Dame's corny, but he's authentically corny. His corniness is real. It's part of his, like part of his core. Like he's being corny because that's who he is. Uh, It is... Dame knows that you want, wanted him to do this at home. And if he hadn't gotten injured and missed 12 games this year, he would have done it at home, and you would have been able to celebrate it, and they would have maybe been able to pause the game and have Dame acknowledge the fan base and have the fan base go nuts in a packed arena, anticipating that you know sometime in the second quarter Dame's going to score his 11th point, and we're going to celebrate this, and it's going to be special, and Clyde Drexler will not be there to celebrate it. He'll be hiding and playing golf somewhere warm in the greater Houston area better weather, I guess. <laughs> it matters to Dame that you, dear listener, you Blazers fan, have been on the journey with him. It's going to end next week. Let's look ahead to, not end, the next chapter will start next week. He's going to break the record and then we'll go from there. And then every point he scores, he's the most prolific scorer in the history of of the franchise. Let's look ahead to the Blazers Road trip. It's meaningful for basketball reasons, and I can pinpoint when Dame's gonna break the record. That's what we'll do to close the show. But first, let me remind you this show's brought to you by bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, whatever that action is. Uh you want to bet on Dame's over underscoring totals over the next games? You think he's gonna go nuts and ball out against the Spurs and, the, and and Mavericks heading into Houston so he could maybe set the record with uh Clyde Drexler in attendance? You can go to Bet online and do that now. You want to just bet on all things NBA or NHL season or the final couple games of the World Cup. It's all available for you there. Like I said, more lines, more props, more odds than anywhere else. Plus, they got news and analysis and even podcasts to help you become a smarter, better so you can win some money or at least have a better chance to win some money. So don't wait. Go take advantage today. That's Bet Online where the game starts. Still a pass, first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Blazers on a six game road trip. Six games in 10 days, 11 days on the road. Fly back, fly back late at night, probably on the 23rd, so they can be home on Christmas Eve. Um, they have a couple of days off with the fam. Um, it's it's a long trip through San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, to two games in OKC, and then Denver to close it out next Friday, the 23rd. Like, they're, they're already gone. They're probably, by, as I'm recording this, wheels down in San Antonio. Uh, it's... It's a long road trip. Their second six-gamer of the season. They got one more of these. No team in the league has um, has three six-game road trips. Although a couple teams, including a team the Blazers played earlier on a road trip, the Indiana Pacers, had a seven-game road trip. The NBA is loading up with long road trips as a way to avoid um, travel. They're just sending teams out on the road for longer. Uh, I, I think if you talk to people in the NBA, to be gone longer is better um, as opposed to hopping back and forth. But whew, it's a long time on the road. I will say this: These are winnable basketball games. These are winnable basketball games. First, let's talk Dame. Then we'll talk the basketball games. Dame's going to break this record in Oklahoma City. Uh, that's just how the math works. There's a chance he goes bon- bonkers, right? Like there's a chance um, the the San Antonio Spurs have the worst defense in the league. 30th in defense, according to CleaningTheGlass.com. They're 28th in offense, and they're missing Jakob Purtle, their best player, their best defensive player for sure, Then probably, their, my, for my money, their best player. He's a very, very good basketball player. The Spurs give up a cajillion points. There's a chance that Damian Lillard scores a lot, you know, 106 or whatever. I guess it would make more sense for Damian to score like 58 against the Spurs then like 40 against Dallas, and then he could break it in Houston and blow a kiss to Clyde. There's no animosity between Clyde and Dame. Uh, in fact, um, Clyde was on a podcast uh, that where he talked about how he's rooting for Dame to do it. Like, there's no animosity there. There's No animosity. They're homies. <laughs> I don't know homies, but like, it's the animosity is between um, f- fan base and Clyde. And I don't even think for the most part, as we get further away from Clyde's career, that people are like, Still, there's still vitriol there. It's just kind of more like a bummer. I would describe Dame's or Clyde's relationship with the Blazers as a bummer, as opposed to like offensive or anything. It's just like, oh whack, <laughs> like, oh whack. You, for my and for my money, like you, Dame. That's you cannot be the greatest Blazer of all time if you like don't care about the franchise. But it's easier to make an argument now. It won't be easier to make an argument in the future. Dame will is gonna break this record in Oklahoma City. Uh, thanks to Lauren's boyfriend, I got a, a spreadsheet that sort of projects it out. James has been averaging 33 a game over the last four games since he's returned. If he averages 33 a game, it'll happen in Oklahoma City. He would have to average like 37 to have to break it before they get to Oklahoma City. They play two games on uh, Monday and then Wednesday in OKC. Uh, the way I have it statted out, it's very, very likely to be Monday in OKC, but it could be Wednesday depending on what happens in the first three games of the road trip. So it's going to happen on the road. And Dame doesn't didn't necessarily want it to be, but it kind of just is what it is. You'll be able to celebrate him when he gets back. Let's talk a little about what this road trip means for the Blazers. Look ahead to what it means. Uh, Wednesday against the Spurs. Friday against Dallas. Saturday against Houston. And then Monday, Wednesday against OKC. And then Friday against Denver. And that's the end of the sixth gamer. In this, in this run... Only one, of the f- only one of the five games is against a team that doesn't have a bottom 10 defense in the league. San Antonio's 30th, Houston's 27th, OKC's 21st, and Denver is 28th in defense. The Blazers can light these fools up. San Antonio's bad, very winnable game. Dallas um, Mavericks are good. Every single Mavs game comes down to the final four seconds, um, and they either win or lose. I think they've played non-exaggeration eighteen games that have been within five points in the final five minutes of um, final five minutes of regulation, or or have gone to overtime. Like. They've played, they just, they've, they just, every single one of their games is close and decided in the final seconds. The last time these two teams played, it was close and decided in the final seconds and the Mavs hit a bunch of three-pointers and the Blazers didn't score. Uh, I think that every, every, in the non-tanking era of the Blazers, when they weren't like intentionally trying to lose every Mavs Blazers game has been close. Uh, The Blazers last six wins over the Mavs have been by single digits. It's these games, every Mavs Blazers game is fun. That game should be fun. San Antonio, go win that game. It's a terrible Spurs team that also has some injuries. Uh, Dallas, you know, that'll be a good game very competitive fun game see how the Blazers guard Luka last time they tried Josh Hart on it, it didn't, Josh Hart on him it didn't work then they put Jeremy Grant on him and it didn't work great I think they're gonna double team him hard look for that on Friday hard double teams against the against Luka Doncic um, Houston's not very good but they've been playing better recently um, they're kind of just like chaotic um, but they have they started really poorly and have been much more competitive recently Jalen Green's really good him and Alper and Shangoon in a two-man game is really good When the when the Rockets go away from that, and they don't have the Shengoon jalen Green two-man game, it can get a little dicey. As much as I like Kevin Porter Jr., get a little dicey with the ball in his hands. Um, when they let Jabari Smith Jr. touch it, he's an okay basketball player. Um, he just doesn't touch. He just doesn't get a lot of touches. Um, two games against OKC, Shea Gilchrist-Alexander is one of the best players in the league. Um, he's he's fantastic. Uh, OKC's, OKC's weird. They'll play small ball with Pokaszewski at, at center um, alongside Rookie Jalen Williams and Lou Dortz, and uh, al- along with SGA and Josh Giddy, like a weird, everybody's 6'7", but a lot of us are skinny, and Poku's like six seven one or whatever, uh, they're they're strange and and definitely can be competitive basically in any game, but they're not very good. Um, and, and particularly when Shea's not on the floor, they're not very good, but he's fantastic. Uh, SGA's fantastic. Um, gets to the free throw line, doesn't shoot threes, plays slithery. Um, he's, the, he's like the slipperiest dude in the league, just plays at his own pace and and, and can get where he wants to go. Um, he's a handful. The Blazers are not a very good defensive team this year, and it'll be interesting to see how they deal with him, particularly coming off uh, Luka a couple games after that. And two against OKC, it's just hard to beat a team twice, particularly on the road. That'll be tough. And then at Denver, Denver's got the second best offense in the league, and they're 28th in defense. They just can't stop anyone, but they can score on whoever, and they've got an MVP candidate, one of the best, players in the league and Nikola Jokic um I you know and obviously the last Nuggets uh, you know the Blazers have blown out the Nuggets once and the last Nuggets Blazers game came down to you know an incredible shot making display uh, my favorite probably my favorite game performance of the year was that loss against the Nuggets because they needed him to score and he kept scoring uh, he was great and you know Jamal Murray made a tough shot and the Blazers didn't play it smart and you know there was a foul to give etc and then they turned the ball over in their last chance to to get a shot off so that should be a good game, but that's the end, that's six, you know, sixth game in 10 days, end of a road trip at altitude like that Denver game seems like a loss to me. Um, I think the Dallas game is a toss-up, and I think the other four games are winners. So, like, I think four and two on the six-game road trip is very, very, very plausible. Uh, and I'll say this. Right now, I'm recording this before the games start on Tuesday. You're listening to Wednesday, December fourteenth show. The Blazers are the best road team in the Western Conference. They have the best road win percentage of any team in the Western Conference. They've been good. Uh, they will have played 20 road games after this concludes on December 23rd. That's basically half of your road games before Christmas. This road this road trip is going to be tough, just because it's a long time, even against bad teams, just tough to win. Um, I th- I think three and three is like totally fine just because you play okc twice in the way it works um and just like it's tough it's just the way the league works it's even tough to beat the bad teams but like four and two is right there for them and then they will have played 20 road games 20 20 before christmas 20 half of their road games um so what it means is like this road game this like i said this 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 road trip's tough. This is it's difficult and all those things, but it's kind of good news because then, like, things really, really lighten up schedule-wise. January is super home-heavy. You put yourself in a good position off this road trip. You come for the next five weeks, five weeks to fatten up. Five, particularly to like the middle of January. Um, I'm not a big believer in like strength of schedule stuff because I think that things change too quickly in the league and teams get hot and cold and all that, and injuries happen. But like, just looking at it on paper. You do okay coming out of this road trip. You put yourself in a position to get to the top half of the Western Conference standings comfortably by the middle of January. This is this road trip is a, is a TCB road trip. Take care of business. Win the games you're supposed to win. If you lose the tough ones, if you lose to Dallas and, and Denver, it's not going to feel very good, but you're going to be in great shape. Take care of the ones you're supposed to take care of. You win one of those two games, you're in really good shape. Blazers have been good on the road. They've been better on the road than at home. Um, at least they had been until a couple wins over over Minnesota. Like, they're they're it's there for them. It's absolutely there for the taking. Uh, Wednesday they play OKC, and we will have a recap of that show. After a recap of that game and, and on Thursday's show. We also got a show coming on Friday. That's because this is a daily podcast, five days a week, coming at you every single weekday. Tell your friends. It's free and available on all platforms. And let me just reiterate that. Um, Back in the day, when the podcast world, you would say, rate and review and subscribe and all that. And I want you to do that. Like, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, do that. However you're listening to this, if it's not on YouTube, subscribe. Make sure you subscribe. That matters. Like, for algorithm magic. But the way to grow the program is for you to tell your pals. Like that that's how people find out about podcasts is co-signing from people they already trust. So if you are a Blazer fan and you got other Blazer fans in your life, just tell them that you really like Locked On Blazers. Like your, your words will help grow the show. That's the best way to support me is to tell your like your like fanded friends, the people who also root for the Blazers, et cetera, like, hey, yeah, this dude records a show in his basement that's got a lot of uh, sports memorabilia and I, en- I enjoy watching on YouTube. I enjoy watch- listening to it on audio platforms and I think you will too. That's the best way to su- support the show. I would have I really appreciate that. You can make it your first listen every day. Make your second listen Locked On Sports today. 22-minute program covering all of the biggest stories across the major sports leagues here in North America. Like just like this free on all platforms as well as YouTube. Come back for tomorrow's show. We'll talk okay we'll talk. I think I said they play OKC cuz I OKC in the brain. They play they play San Antonio on Wednesday. We'll talk about the Spurs. See you then. I Appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.